Welcome to PJ's Torah Corner. Today, we're going over the daily Chumash, meaning the daily portion of the five books of Moses with my friend MC. We're also going to mention Rashi, the foremost commentator on the Torah and his explanation of some parts of this Torah portion. So before we jump into it, here are some Hebrew names for people mentioned in this Torah portion who you may already be familiar with. Adam, who is Adam. Chava, who is Eve. Cain, who's Cain, and Hevel, who's Abel. So sit back, relax, and learn something. Take it away, MC. Thank you, PJ. Uh, today's Torah reading is the fourth section of Parsha's Bereshis, the first Parsha in the Torah. Up until this point, um, God had commanded uh, Adam and Chava, the, the first man and woman, to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they disobeyed his commandment and ate from it. Um, God had then gave them an opening to be able to admit what they did and do tshuva, to repent from what they did. But they did not take this opportunity. Um, as a result of this, uh, God had no choice but to send them out from the Garden of, of Eden. Um, Going into, uh, 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 we finish off from the last one with, with a rather tender, with a rather moment of tenderness with even having, despite not properly done shuver for what they did, God still prepared them, um, uh, prepared for the clothing specifically for them. Um, so going into day, into today's portion, um, having, have, uh, since Adam and Chava were not, had not done shuva properly and they had eaten from the, from the tree of, of, of knowledge of good and evil, uh, God says that now that they they've uh, that man has attained this unique capability of being able to 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 having this differentiation of good and evil, um, they have to be removed from the garden so that they don't eat from the tree of life and be given uh, and and be able to live forever. Rashi explains that if they get if they were to eat from the tree of life and live forever, now being imbued with this 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 knowledge, uh, man would eventually be go astray and claim to be. Claim to be uh, claim to be a claim to be a god, and eventually lead the rest of creation astray. So, in order to prevent this, God has no choice but to send man out of the garden, man out of the garden to work the earth. Um, he then, in order to prevent man from being able to come back in, he sent he stations a he sent stations uh, angels that are known as Kruvim at the at the entrance to the garden. Uh, with a flat, what's referred to as a spinning or a flashing blade that is to, meant to guard the path. Um, Rashi exp interestingly points out that the, that the Kruvim are angels of destruction, which is interesting because everywhere else in the Torah where Kruvim are mentioned, they're mentioned as these, as these angels that have the faces of children, which is really kind of, which is really very different. Um, Rashi also points out this idea of the revolving sword is something which there's a lot of uh, other explanations for, but he Rashi says he's simply going to stick to the simple meaning of, of simple understanding of, of what's going of what's happening. Um, the Torah then mentions how previously, before having left um, left the garden, um, Adam and Chava had had child had 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 children. Um, they mentioned that their first their first son, uh, Chava, named Cain. Uh, now, Cain in Hebrew is related to the word for kinyan or acquisition. Um, Rashi explained, uh, and it's because Chava said that she she had acquired a man together with 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 Hashem, with, and Rashi explains that this is the idea that before the before um, the 
there was this before God had created had created man and woman, but now that they've had a child, they they now now man and woman have become partners with Hashem in in bringing this new life into the world. Um, she then gives birth to another child named Hevel. Um, now Rashi mentions here that the way the wording is here it hints to the fact that in addition to having in addition to just those two, um, with Cain there was also a twin sister that was born. And with Hevel, there were two twin sisters that were born. Uh, so Hevel goes on to become a shepherd, whereas Cain becomes a farmer and works the ground. Um, Rashi mentions here that the, as, as a, as a, in order that being a shepherd, Hevel gets to av avoid having to work the ground, which had been cursed as a result of, of as, as a result of them having eaten from the fruits. Um, uh, although technically at this point, ma um, mankind had not been given permission to eat meat, uh, having a sheep would allow them would have allowed Hevel to 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 be a benefit from the wool and from the milk and from the other products, uh, the other animal products. Um, after some time, um, Kain uh, brings an offering to Hashem, and Hevel brings an offering of his of of his of his firstborn sheep and some of the fattest of his animals. Uh, the fact that it doesn't mention any description of Cain's produce, Rashi says, mentions the points to the fact that he gave from the worst of what he had. Um, also, he points out here the Midrash said that Cain was would uh, grew um, flax flaxseed. Um, however, so so Hashem shows regard to Hevel's offering. Rashi says that fire came down from heaven and accepted the offering, while he didn't accept Cain's. Uh, Cain was very angry and downcast by that. Uh, and Hashem reaches out to Cain and asks him, "Why are you so upset?" He then point. He then tells him that if that Cain has the opportunity to to improve his actions, and if he does, he will be forgiven. He also says that if that if he doesn't approve, that that his his uh, his evil inclination is constantly crouching in wait, and he needs to be able to he needs to he needs to work to be able to overpower it, uh, because otherwise his actions will remain with him, and he will have to. He will be held to account for what he does. However, Cain doesn't take the opportunity to do teshuva, and instead he enters into an argument with Hevel. Uh, Rashi says that he found grounds to start an argument with him. Uh, Rashi points out here that there, the rabbis have a number of different opinions about what exactly they were arguing about, but as far as the simple meaning of the text, that that is is not really is not completely relevant, at least from simple understanding. Um, so as a result, the, the two begin arguing, and then Cain rises up and kills Hevel. Uh, Hashem then says to Cain, he asks him, where is Hevel? Uh, Rashi points out here that this is a rhetorical question. Obviously, uh, Hashem knows where, what happened. He, he, knows, he knows all of what happened. However, this is similar to what happened in yesterday's reading, where after um, Adam and Chava ate from the fruits, um, God asks Adam, where are you? Uh, it's a rhetorical question. It's a means to open up a conversation. Uh, it's a means, it, it, it gives them a chance to be able to really enter into the conversation, to be able to, uh, rather than just simply responding to it, it gives them a chance to communicate and hope and maybe opens up a chance for him to admit to what he did. Um, how he then, however, Cain chooses to deny, thinking that he's able to fool Hashem. And he asks a rhetorical question, am I, am I my brother's guardian? Am I responsible for him? Hashem then says that his that the the that his brother's bloods using the plural dame, dame, 
uh, is crying out from the earth. Arash explains that this could either refer to the fact how he had been, uh, Hevel had been wounded in multiple places, and there were multiple places where he was, where, where the blood was, or it could, or as the, 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 the understanding that Rashi prefers here is that it's not just crying out, it's not just the blood of Hevel, but the blood of all of his potential descendants that now cannot be born from him. Um, this really, this idea that, you know, a, a single life is really an entire world, is an entire world. Um, so as a result of what he did, uh, Hashem now tells him that he's to be even more cursed than the ground, uh, the ground having been cursed already and now having taken in the bl uh, Hevel's blood as, as really as almost as sort of helping uh, Cain cover up from what he did. And now he, and Hashem punishes him that now he is not able to, he'll not be able to work the ground anymore. He punishes him that now he has to go and be a wanderer and live in exile. Now, um, there are many explanations saying that there were certain aspects of this that like Cain was driven with like a, a, a sense to, with a, with a desire to wander if the earth would, would tremble if he would stay into place. But Rashi rejects these, these explanations, simply says that when a person is sent to exile, he has to be sent and he has to go by his own volition and not because of his, um, not because of some sort of, because of a supernatural occurrence. Um, so he's not, Cain is now sent into exile. Uh, Kain asks Hashem, "Is my transgression so great that you can't bear it? You've created, you know, you you bear, you hold up, you know, that the the upper and the lower worlds. Yet, is my transgression impossible to to hold up?" He then points out the fact that now he's been that there's nowhere he can truly hide from Hashem, and although he will have to be, live in exile, anyone who, he's concerned that anyone who comes upon him might kill him. Uh, in that case, Hashem said that uh, he, he put a threat, an implicit threat that anyone who, kill, who kills Cain will be punished and that Hevel will be avenged after seven generations. Rashi explains that this means that Cain is now has pr this protection under him, uh, put over him, that his punishment, that him being killed has now been delayed for another seven generations. Um, Hashem then puts a sign on Cain. Um, Rashi explains that, that a letter of God's name was in, put on his forehead. And this was meant to, to as a warning that nobody, as a, as a form of protection that no one would want to kill, would, would kill him. Uh, Rashi also cites another explanation that when Cain expresses his fear of being killed, this is not referring to other people, but to animals. Um, the, according to this explanation, the, the, any fear that animals might've had of humans would have, Cain would have relinquished after what he did. And so when Hashem put his name on his forehead, it was meant to restore the fear of animal, the animal's fear of humans upon Cain so that no animal will harm him. Uh, after that, it says that Cain leaves Hashem's presence. Now, the way it says that he left is, is, is rather odd. Rashi points out the fact here that Cain went away with a fault, with, a, with acting with a false sense of humility, although he did not really actually internally feel that humility, thinking that by showing it, he could somehow fool Hashem. Cain uh, then settled to the east, uh, where he got married and gave and had a son by the name of Chanoch. Uh, then says that Cain built a city, which he gave the same as the same name of his, as his son. Uh, the, the the section for today finishes off with the the, the descendants that Chanoch that that Chanoch eventually has going seven gener going another six generations eventually with. Uh, eventually with the seventh generation being a man named Lemech. And with that, the section for today comes to an end. So question time. All right, first one.
So MC, why why do so many people in this parsha get the opportunity to do tshuva and not take it? You know, no judgment, but uh, why? Um, that's a good question. Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, it's it's not always easy to to do to to do tshuva, especially to to begin the process. Um, I think it's it's. I mean, I don't know. Beginning the tshuva process really is a in, involves having to being being honest with oneself and being able to admit that I've made a mistake, and that that's that's not always easy. I mean, huh? Interesting. Yeah, I guess when you put it like that, yeah, it's it can be hard to own up to oneself at times, or even to God. I'm wondering if if perhaps there's a bit of contrast going here, not to this part of the Torah, but later on we see that when when Hashem rebukes Bnei Yisrael for doing something wrong, generally they do tshuva immediately, if I recall. Um, yeah. And so... I think that's interesting that here we see people not doing chupa when Hashem asked them to. And and then the Jews, B'nai Yisrael, later on, they when Hashem, when Hashem tells them they did something wrong, they do it immediately. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, there's a really, it's, it's interesting you say that. Yeah. Um, it's... That is a really good point. Um, like I've I've definitely heard that before the flood, the uh, what was it the the world was more physical, less refined, something like that. Yeah, and something so along per- those lines. Right, and so perhaps that applies to human personality too. Uh, things uh, as it go as you go you know further down the generations getting closer to the flood things do as I said you said is it is very it is thing things do kind of become kind of less refined and things do sort of start start to sort of fall apart as you will I mean really I mean the idea being that as 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 these kind of things build up uh, as the generations go um, really kind of see humanity's you know instead of really doing as as god intended really making the world uh a a, a place that's a dwell that's meant to be where, where god can sort of dwell in the lower world in the lower realms we really kind of see um humanity sort of started like st- starting to said to sort of sort of push push that aside and really start to say uh, really kind of show that we, I mean, we see later in the Parsha as, as we go down the generations that they start to really, I'm sorry, they start really, instead of making, you know, really do, through their actions, spreading the awareness of God and making God's presence much more felt in, in the, in the, in the world, they, they really sort of do the opposite. Hmm. 
Interesting. I mean, I mean, I, and we'll, as we'll see, as, as we're going a few parshas further on, as we get past the flood, going into the times, going into Avraham and eventually his descendants, we really start to see the reversal of that and of really bringing, bringing God's presence in a way that's felt back into the world. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. Okay, the next one is, the, the next one that I want to ask is, that when it comes to Cain, between getting a warning about essentially the potential of his Yitzhahara, of his inclination toward evil, and being told to do tshuva, how can we really understand his actions? I mean, what, Hashem, didn't Hashem even say effectively that if Cain doesn't improve himself, it'll lead him to a bad situation? He does, yes. Um, that is a really good, that is a good point. Yeah, Hashem really... Tells him the situation, really lays out the situation for him very clearly, and yet, 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 Cain still chooses to 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 listen to his to his evil inclination. Really, doesn't doesn't work to improve his ways. Right. Is there anything deeper going on there? Um. Deeper going on in in, in what sense? With Cain, and in, in that, like. <sighs> I get that on one hand, like from the text itself, like it, the, the picture that's painted is a guy who does wrong thing, uh, that kind of thing, or a guy who just, who does wrong thing, does wrong thing again, that kind of thing. Um, but like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it, for everyone who makes a mistake, there's a reason, you know, especially a second sure. time. Um. I'm sure there, there, def, there, there. I'm sure there is much more depth to it, and I mean, Rashi himself says that there's far much more going on than we could see simply just from the text. Um, but uh, I, honestly, I, I don't really, I, I have, I, I don't really know enough about that sort of level of it to really be able to give you a picture. I know that as far as their argument, there, there are a number of opinions as far as what they're arguing about. Um, and but I mean be, beyond that I, I can't really say. Interesting. Um, there, there's one opinion saying that they're they're that they're arguing over sort of where their their sort of where their where their their dominion as far as their property goes. I mean with 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 Kain really saying that the, I'm working the earth. That's all. That all is that should that's mine. Don't don't infringe on on my my property. And Hevel saying, well, you're wearing the you're wearing the wool that's coming from my sheep. Like. Don't, don't you're you're infringing on my and but there's another there's another that actually said that they're arguing over over as far as who's sort of where whose property really will the will the will the base of mikdash be built which i i find I, i'm not really sure what really that means um i'm sure there's definitely more to this i mean the the, the maharal um the maharal talks about going on rashi's comment on that 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 verse there there, there there's definitely much more going on beneath the surface hmm all right. Then also want to know was basically was the murder at least the starting argument initially was that at a surface level are we supposed to understand that was a result of some envy of Cain? An envy of Cain. People generally um, perceive or talk about there being envy. So I'm wondering. I think maybe I think so. I think there there was an there was there was sort of an aspect of envy 
at least you can you at least looking from the the simple understanding i think you can the, you can see sort of an aspect of that huh really this coming up in the coming up in the, this 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 incident happening right in the tail end of uh, hashem accepting hevel's offering over Cain. huh right i wonder if if uh, like simply from the text I wonder if it is, do you think the most logical thing to think that Cain disliked Hevel for or felt negatively toward Hevel for was some sort of, uh, some sort of, I guess, perhaps envy that be, because Hevel, I mean, Hevel did the right thing with that first Korban, like we saw, right? Yeah. And so... I wonder if I wonder if it would be the most logical uh, implication of the text that Cain saw Hevel as naturally naturally inclined toward doing the right thing, as having an easier time in this world, and e- it was an easier fight for him to do the right thing. And I wonder if that's why he felt negatively toward him. That's an interesting. That's an interesting point. That he felt. You're saying that he felt. You you think he felt an envy that. He seemed to have an easier time as far as what he had to do in order to 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 as far as in his his serving of Hashem. He had an easier time. You're saying easier that. time doing the right thing, serving Hashem, all of that. And I wonder if that's because if you from the text itself, I think that's the most. Uh, I guess that that that's the implication to me, or at least the the most likely motive for Cain to feel negatively toward Hevel. It's interesting you say that. I mean, I I guess that. Hevel really, in a many ways, had an easier sort of, as far as the what he was, what he what he had to do, he had it in oh, many ways true. easier than Cain. Cain, you know, he as as a, as you know, working the ground, the ground had been cursed, and there there it was it was very very difficult to really obtain food that uh, obtain one's sort of produce that way. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hevel, uh, Rashi even Rashi says this that. The Hevel by 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 tending to animals, he he really avoided a lot of problems. Huh. Um, but really, they they it's it's in, it's an interesting thing you say because I think a lot of I think just I think people sometimes you really people have a tendency to compare themselves to others and to say like okay well this this you know this person has seems to have a much easier time in doing what they need to do and doing the right thing they have they seem to have much more of whatever resource that they had to do that. And uh, it, it's a, it's a really a mistaken thought because really Hashem puts each of us in a, in a, in the situation that we need to be in and gives us the, the, the challenges and the resources to really, you know, do our avoda in the way that's unique to us. Hmm. Ah, so you think Kain made that, Kain may very well have made that same mistake that so many of us make today. Like, Oh, I, I wish, I wish I had like, I don't know, like, I wish I had a car like that, or I wish I had a job like that, that same kind of thing, you think? I think so. And, you know, that and, and in, in a Voda aspect as well, if I if I had these resources available to me, I would be able to do what I need to do. I would be able to service them in a much better way than if I would now, you know, I, there's no, I mean, how could I, how could I possibly do, you know, do what I need, you know, do my Voda without having that? It, it seems so easy for them. It could also have been from a, uh, yeah, it could have been from an avoda aspect. It also could have been from a physical aspect in that 
like you said, that Rashi mentions that things were essentially easier for Hevel. Hevel, ha- Hevel dodged, uh, by tending to animals, Hevel really dodged some challenges, right? Really dodged some difficulties. And so it, looked, it seems there's multiple, multiple uh, likely reasons from the text for Cain to feel negatively toward Hevel. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, this has been enlightening. Yeah, thanks for your time, MC. Thank you. It's been great. All right, this has been PJ's Torah Corner. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.